Welcome back to another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm Ross, and I'm here with our co-hosts, Tom. Hi, Ross. Mike. Hey. And Joey. Hello. And I'm bringing a topic today that came up with a recent event that I was at, and it just got me thinking about kind of the flip side of what we've talked a lot about, about being active. You know, really looking at the kind of the opposite side of that, of slowing down and taking time to really be immersed and... So the where this was rooted in, in June, I was at the Maker Fair, and it's this really fun day of all kinds of things, mainly science-based, that are 3D printing and make-your-own-slime using borax and drive robots around that look like R2-D2 and all kinds of great things. And so it was this wonderful day filled with things for kids to discover and do. And I was invited to come, and I was making art. I was doing some drawing, and... I had submitted my application for, I'm going to do some hand lettering, some drawing, and that was the, you know, not knowing that all the other things were going to be so science-based. So I kind of felt initially like the kind of the <laughs> odd table out, like, oh, wow, what am I doing here? Um, I, I built a display wall where I had all of my art on the wall, and the idea was that as the day continued, I had clipboards, paper, and then cups full of markers, and the invitation was pretty simple pretty clear come up to the table and just start drawing and then I was thinking as the children would create a drawing if they wanted to put it in the mini museum as I called it you're welcome to do that and my art was rotating out and eventually it was just all the mostly the children's art on the walls when children walked down my alley they would see the table the clipboards the markers and they would look up to their parents can I go draw and they would come over and they would sit or they would stand. They would lay on the floor. There was kind of all options. That's why I brought the clipboards. And I said, if it's too crowded, you can go and lay on the floor. And I had, you know, a number of children just would lay down and they would start to just draw and draw. And some would, you know, take a few minutes. And some would spend 20, maybe 25 minutes really getting just immersed in what they were doing. So it was this great opportunity to see. And then they had the option to take their picture home right away. They could put it in the museum and leave it up. Or they could put it up in the museum and come back and get it before they go home. And almost, you know, there was quite a few who wanted to take them home right away, and that was fine. But there's also a number of them that wanted to put them in the museum. And so the joy that came with seeing this, something they'd spent a lot of time on, they signed it, it was in a frame on the wall. And the families, once that would happen, many of them were like, oh, this is really great. They would take a picture of it, or their child would stand next to it. But it got me thinking as I was watching some of the families, the the adults were kind of standing there like, are you done yet? Hurry up. Are you done yet? Like, we, there's so many other things to do. Are you ready? And there was an, a few families who kind of almost scribbled for their child, capped the marker and left. And the wow. child's like, I'm not done yet. And like, we, we got to go see this other stuff. And you could see that most of those situations end with the child being upset. Right. Why are we in such a rush all the time? And especially with children, because they are, they're always on the move and Mm -hmm. there's things going on. And what things have you done over time that you've, have you had this realization or have you ever thought about ways to slow down or, I don't know, it's kind of just opening it up, I really. It it makes me think of something that just happened yesterday in our backyard. Okay. We had our two granddaughters. It was really rainy. Let's go outside. You got your raincoats and boots and... There was mud, and just watching the two kids play in the mud, and it wasn't something they had to do, or it was just giving them the time. And if you give them the time, they're actually pretty good about 
being engaged in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. If you're mm -hmm. giving them the opportunity to do it, it doesn't have to be the drawing. It can be sensory and or whatever. Yeah, well, the drawing I, I, is sensory. I mean, when yeah. you think about it. Uh, well, it's making me think of, Getting and I've never room. been. I guess I guess I've never been either brave enough to try it, or I've never taken the time to think about how I would do it. But you know, I've read about teachers who they just don't follow a clock. When they seem done doing this, then we'll do this. And when they seem done doing this, you know, and, and just trying to, I guess, tap into to rhythms and, and pace and, yeah. and energy levels. And that's what's sort of making me think of And obviously, you know. Absolutely. You know, we, we have a relatively set day. I mean, it's there's always... There's a pattern. Absolutely. For the student teachers that I work with, it helps them kind of follow the flow of the day. Well, I think routine helps. Routine. routine is, and I that's to say, yeah, it's not to Predictability say with flexibility. Right, right, yeah, yes. But it made me think of the days when we'd have, in the block area, there'd been a group of children that had made a stage and have spent almost all of free play building just the stage, getting it just right. right. And I'm thinking back to a couple of years ago where we had The Wizard of Oz. One of the children was extremely in love with the story, um, and not just Wizard of Oz, but actually from Wicked. And other children were familiar with it so it became this big production and like we could have shut it down well it's all about production values i mean you can't do wicked without production values that's so. why they win the awards yeah but had we followed this the schedule that day we would have said okay well we'll just try to pick it up tomorrow and because we have to go to large group now mm -hmm. versus honoring what was really mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. and letting it go and yeah we're maybe going to get a little less time on the playground that day or we're going to have a little right. less time Maybe we, we shorten up large group quite a bit. Well, it makes me think of a recent conversation that we had about trust and about noticing and, mm -hmm. you know, feeling respected, right? Yeah. So if you've been working all day on your block stage and your teacher notices that and yeah. says, do you want to skip whatever today? Yeah. And the child then can make that decision, you yeah. know? That, I mean, that's, that's and, some nice respect. And it was one of those magical days or moments in the classroom where these children were on stage and they put on the performance and the rest of the class had pulled chairs over and sat and watched it. So the entire class was interacting and being a part of that performance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where I could step back and just take some photos and take some video because it was just that time. Mm -hmm. We gave them the time to really let it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the big thing, right? Giving kids time. Because the thing I find funny is people often talk about young children just flit from one thing to another. Mm -hmm. And they do to, for a certain amount of time and then they find something mm -hmm. and they just stay with it most children and the kids who keep flitting so what give them time to flit you know yeah. but kids get so involved in something and just keep mm -hmm. doing it and we joke about how kids can't pay attention kids can't right. do this mm -hmm. and yet it's i think the adults that are really it's the same reason i think we adults are like well i can't wait till they're eight to read and write Mm -hmm. They've got to start doing it at four. Well, and to tie to the sort of theme of our, our discussions, I think it's those things that have a, usually a sensory component that tend to, you know, there's some type of feedback, Draw right? That, that that just is so, it's just this kind of positive over and over. So sand and water table, I mean, I certainly have children where I could probably like leave for the day, you know. Mm -hmm. and, in the rain. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and they're still, you know, yep. deep in it or the drawing. I mean, mm -hmm. I, do, I do actually have a child who we would just say, you know, we're going to do these things. You don't have to. I mean, we're staying in the same physical space, you know, because she couldn't, she would cry. If it was time to stop drawing, she would just be mm -hmm. in pieces. And so, you know, let her make those choices. Like, mm -hmm. you know, eventually the day will end and you will really have to stop. But for now, you can kind of do this for as long as right. as you want to. So I think that, yeah, there are those things that just, like, they just, 
they feel good and they feel good to repeat and they feel good to try again and and it almost always has to do with the body mm -hmm. going back to that same you know mm -hmm. so the same topic we always talk about when the body's involved kids will do it for a long time you were mm -hmm. talking about the museum well this year we have a science museum membership and i like to take the grandkids and you know i for a while i would try and point out things and then i just quit and mm -hmm. i just followed them around and you know what they uh, you know i don't know how well you know the science museum on the on the dinosaur exhibit they have this open diorama and yeah. what they what what they do is just climb up and down on this diorama right <laughs> and so i just sit back and watch and then they'll go on to something else i kind of follow them around mm -hmm. it's like I don't have to tell them what to do. They already know some of the things they want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it, get, it actually, it's really a nice chance for me to step back and watch the interaction and watch their choices. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you have that developmental background, you can recognize that there's so much great learning taking place in that moment with whatever it is. Maybe that's another reason why there's this go, go, go. I can't wait till they're eight to start doing reading. They need to learn it earlier. Like if they go to the diet, well, we could go, but we need to learn about the body. We need to learn about the cells and all the right. science stuff versus just letting them discover and have just the joy of being there mm -hmm. and the discovery that takes place when mm -hmm. they've been at the diorama for, you know, this, this is the sixth time that month, but then they find there was that little creature hiding underneath this, you know, part of the log this whole time. Oh, it's a new, a new part. So I think if we, if you give children that time, there is learning taking place. Yeah, a lot of it comes down to trust too. Yeah. Huh. huh. I've never heard that before. We're like, <laughs> we might, we should just do one episode, an hour long <laughs> and episode. Just say trust, <laughs> body. You get it. Right? But I also, I mean, I will. I sorry, I'm the one who never lets us wrap up a conversation. But I think the other, another thing that I think, but adults have that maybe kids don't have so much is that. That antsiness, right? Like that actual mm. feeling of adults of like, ah, I, I know there's, you know, 20 more mm -hmm. stations and ah, I feel this like. And to be honest, they know how much they paid. Well, sure. Yeah. But I mean, I just mean, I'm like, I'm going <laughs> yeah. back to the, I'm going back yeah, to, yeah. well, no, of course. <laughs> but I'm going back to that, like going back to the body. Like the adult actually has yeah. the like, ah, oh, tension right, right. in their body yeah. about not doing these things. And the kid is like, I am where I am. I mean, you know, right. if the kid knows the ice cream is coming, then forget so, so, it. So maybe that's how we'll kind of, you know, wrap it up. That just the, when given the time, children will, can and will be very immersed in, in the activities they're doing. Good discussion. Yeah. Like yeah. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Ross. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn. <laughs>